This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, December 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue makes the case for trade aid. U.S. groups push for ag in EU trade pact. And U.S. dairy wants Mexican tariffs gone. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue met with President Donald Trump on Friday on a mission to convince his boss and White House officials to release the funds necessary to make a second tranche of checks under the market facilitation program that to offset damages from foreign tariffs, sources tell AgriPulse. It's unclear the result, if any, from the White House conversations, but it is clear that payments are being held up, and the source of that delay is the White House Office of Management and Budget, according to sources. Purdue had been saying for weeks that he hoped to announce the second round of payments by the first week of December, which now has come and gone. The MFP, direct payments to producers, was the only portion of the multifaceted $12 billion assistance package that was partially released in August. The second half of the MFP, Purdue said and USDA officials said in August, would be released if the trade wars that resulted in the tariffs did not abate. While the trade hostilities continue and tariffs have not been lifted, a temporary detente was reached on December 1st with China and, as a part of that tenuous reapproachment process, China's government started buying soybeans. USDA announced sales of 1.43 million bushels over last Thursday and Friday. Now, it's unclear if those sales, just a small fraction of what China would normally be buying at this time of year, will cause the White House to rethink the second tranche of MFP payments. Now, keep in mind, President Trump announced last week that OMB Director Mick Mulvaney would become acting White House Chief of Staff while continuing to oversee the federal budget. U.S. groups push for ag in EU trade pact. Groups representing U.S. farmers, food producers, and ag technology presented a united front on Friday, appealing to the Trump administration to demand that the European Union agree to include agriculture in any negotiations for a free trade agreement. Representatives of the U.S. Grains Council, the National Pork Producers Council, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and others all testified before a panel of Trump administration officials Friday at the office of the U.S. Trade Representative as they prepare for talks to try to end trade hostilities with the EU and perhaps form a new free trade agreement. The major hitch is that European leaders still say that agriculture issues representing some of the thorniest divides with the U.S. should be excluded from upcoming talks because they threaten to prolong the process for years. EU biotech reform demanded. Joseph Damon, an executive vice president at the Biotechnology Innovation Organization, stressed the EU's often lengthy approval process for new biotech traits that continues to frustrate U.S. farmers and commodity exporters. EU regulations often delay or deny U.S. producers of new technology and hinder market access for U.S. agricultural products, contributing to an ever-growing trade deficit, according to the bio-official in his testimony. A trade agreement with the EU must address the continued departure from science-based decision-making that is unnecessarily denying farmers access to new technologies in the United States and around the world. EU could be buying a lot more ethanol. 
U.S. ethanol exports experienced a boom in shipments to the EU in the 2017-18 marketing year, 110 million gallons, up from 30 million gallons in 2016-17. And those sales could shoot even higher in years to come, but only if the Europeans allowed duties to end as scheduled this year. That according to testimony from the U.S. Grains Council's Floyd Grabler. Imports of U.S. ethanol to Europe are likely to improve once the anti-dumping and countervailing duties expire, Gabler told the panel of Trump administration officials. However, if they are extended, the U.S. will be unable to capture the expected growth in EU net imports. The U.S. government should demand that all tariffs on ethanol for fuel use be eliminated. U.S. dairy wants Mexican tariffs gone. Mexicans are still eating U.S. cheese, but U.S. cheesemakers are eating Mexican tariffs to keep the trade flowing, according to National Milk Producers Federation President and CEO Jim Mulhern. Mexico is still the number one foreign market for U.S. dairy exports, but Mexican tariffs as high as 25% on all U.S. cheese are starting to have a significant impact on U.S. sales and do real damage to U.S. producers and exporters. The U.S. hit Mexico with tariffs on steel and aluminum on May 31st, and Mexico hit back quickly, levying import taxes on U.S. cheese and other commodities. Mulhern, who told AgriPulse he has been lobbying the Trump administration to drop the steel and aluminum tariffs on Mexico, said he knows of Mexican food processors who have switched from U.S. cheese to Uruguayan products to avoid the retaliatory tariffs. People have been doing what they can to keep customers because you don't want to lose customers, Mulhern said. That's our number one export market. Purdue meets with secretaries of USDA past. When you can tap experience in leading the U.S. Department of Agriculture dating back to 1981, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Well, that's exactly what current USDA Chief Sonny Purdue did on Friday when he hosted past secretaries Mike Johans and Veneman Dan Glickman and John Block for breakfast. The president and past USDA leaders discussed several issues, including trade, wildfires, agriculture research, infrastructure, cell-based meat, and rural prosperity. That according to USDA. Hail in Chile and tariffs on U.S. mean less cherries for China. A freak hailstorm in Chile and a lingering trade war with the U.S. means there'll be less cherries for China's consumers this winter. That according to a new report from USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Chilean Agriculture Minister Antonio Walker declared a state of emergency December 5th after the rare storm caused massive damage to the O'Higgins region of the country, known for its cherry, apple, pear, blueberry, nectarine, peach, and plum farms. Cherries, which were in a critical development stage when the hailstorm happened, were the worst hit, and the country lost about 7% of this year's crop, that according to the Foreign Agriculture Service. Sugar Beet Growers to Get New Leadership The American Sugar Beet Growers Association announced yesterday that Zach Clark will be joining the group as its new Director of Government Affairs. Clark, who comes over from the National Farmers Union and various roles in both the U.S. and House and Senate before that, will start his new job January 1st. But there are more changes afoot. The group is promoting Scott Herndon to the title of vice president, although he will also keep his current duties as ASGA general counsel. 
ASA Grower President Richard Gerstenberger said, Scott has a proven record of successfully tackling complex and difficult issues for our growers, and we are very pleased to have him take on a greater leadership role in our organization. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, December 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.